0: we just wrapped up with Rick Stasi, who is a strength and conditioning coach. And uh, very clearly, he's very passionate and very knowledgeable about what he does. And um, he even mentioned it, His, the way he does things is a little bit different than other people, or I guess more, a, a more conventional uh, strength and conditioning coach. But based on this, this, the resume that he sent me, Uh, he's had a lot of success with professional athletes and college athletes and Olympic athletes. Um, It's really impressive. And it was fun talking to Rick, um, you know, just about his background and everything he's done.
1: Yeah, it was um, all the I mean, you guys will know when you listen to it, you'll understand what I'm saying. But I'm now rethinking all of the way that I have trained myself (laughs) and some of my athletes. Well, it'll be interesting. So just listen, you guys like we'll talk about. Um, just, you know, weight training, and he has his opinion about that, and like, you know, scientific, you know, stuff to back it up, but um, it, the key, the whole key of what he talks about is just education is super important, and I think education is continuously evolving, um, and there's more stuff out there, so anyway, so, you know, he dropped a lot of knowledge bombs on us, so, you know, I think it, it's it's just, it's some really good stuff, and interesting ways to train. Um, and so I, I mean, I think you guys will really like it. It's super interesting.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. Absolutely. And and yeah. he definitely is, you know, along with that last thing I say before we just let you get to the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Towards the end of the episode, he was we talked about care. Obviously, we talked about character and right. his opinions on that and about, you know, wanting not just great athletes who are driven, but he wants people who have character Integrity, all that stuff. So he's looking for that in athletes as well, which is really cool because I think our whole goal has always been you know, when you compare the competitiveness, the athleticism, the drive with character, um, you'll get not only a really good athlete, but a really good person. So, um, you know, hearing him talk about that was really cool. And so I I think he really tries to blend those two things when he trains. And we always love connecting with coaches who do that. So uh, we'll stop talking. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll let you get to this episode. See ya. Bye.
2: Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine, Character Combine. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you ready? When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard. Coaches, coaches, I want you to have the type of voice, type of voice that your athletes will hear decades later, decades later and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their life. In their life, in their life. Get this thing, get this thing started.
0: Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast, I'm Josh Takimoto, And I am Deb McCollum. And today's guest is a strength and conditioning coach and has years and years of experience with all kinds of athletes. Uh, Rick Stassi, how's it going? Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you yes. as well. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Uh, I'm just looking over your the resume that you sent me a little while ago and I feel like I'm just scrolling forever. <laughs>
2: okay no old jokes okay (laughs) (laughs) no 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 no
0: no. we don't we don't do that here we make fun of each other but not uh not our guests you should be good (laughs) yeah that's okay
2: i'm a retired paramedic okay you can can take anything
0: that's that's true i'm sure you're uh you're definitely used to the the ribbing by your uh your co-workers athletes (laughs) and all oh
2: yeah and they hear it from me
0: for sure, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, so right um well yeah, so we we're, we're excited to talk to you, but before we get started, uh Deb does have three warm-up questions that we'd like to start off all of our guests with so this is the this is the hard hitting stuff, so I hope you're ready okay. yeah.
1: I try not to make them hard questions, but you know sometimes that just is the way it is, and that's how it turns out but um okay, so the first question, so you're a trainer, obviously, so I wanted to gear it towards training. Would you rather do one hundred? uh, burpees or 300 push-ups.
2: Okay. What are you looking for? That is basically working the same anaerobic system. Okay. For endurance.
1: It's about either do you, do you want to do less plyometrics and more muscular strength? Like you as an individual, which one
2: would you rather do? Ah, okay. We're talking mm-hmm. about power output now. Yeah. Power is the number one thing that all athletes want. Well, the coaches, everything else, but they, they you know, lift heavy weights to try to get power, which is no good. Now, the burpees, you, okay, what do you call an Uh Your version of plyometric and my version of plyometric are probably a lot different.
1: It, so, they, prob- they probably
2: are. <laughs> so where's the plyometric coming in on the push-up and the, and the burpee?
1: To me, all of the jumping. So when you
2: do a burpee, what do you how do you perform it?
1: So I go down into a plank push up, sometimes belly on the ground, I kind of like every once in a while I'll mix it up. And then obviously back up into a squat and then jump with my hands in the air and then repeat.
2: Great. Okay. Yeah. Um I I would do both. I do do both. Okay. okay. We do a shin hop to a tuck jump, which is Ooh. basically Okay. It's very difficult for the hips and I want yeah. explosion. Now with the foot with the push-ups We do push-ups, okay, we have to be politically correct in this day and age, from the knees, all right? Um, And I've had uh, one football player that lived in Ripon that bench pressed 225 30 times at the NFL Combine. So is that strong? Wow. Is it strong? I would say so. Okay, when (laughs) when the average is 15. So he asked me what gym. I said my front yard. So knowing he, how strong he was, I just wiped out his legs with, you know, burpee-type stuff, and then I had him do the push-ups from his knees. Now, the reason why we do it from the knees is to protect the shoulder, okay? Mm-hmm. When you do a flat bench, it just rips the shoulder apart. And I used to do it all back, you know, way back when, And then with Lezak and, and um, uh, Lamb, We were doing incline press, okay, uh, ice lateral where I could explode. Well, we got out of the gym, and the best way to do an incline press is do, you know, push-ups from the knees. Now, I had this guy do clap push-ups, okay, so now I'm getting the endurance with the explosion on that. And when he couldn't do his second set of 20 and his face collapsed and his arms collapsed into the ground, he looked up and goes, how come I can't do this? Because there's a difference between strength and power, and you have no power. Mm -hmm. Okay. And right. so I use both of those in, in the workouts at the same time. And the the hundred, this is a great question. There are 300 pushups. It's all about endurance. I don't care if you're a, you know, a Greyhound can run across that dog park and then die, you know, first time across. I want the Ridgeback who can run 600 yards and, and to have the same power at 600 yards as he does at a hundred. Okay, that's why it's so hard for the workouts that they go through with me, especially the the football players, because they've been ingrained to lift the heavy crap,
0: and it doesn't work. Mm. Okay,
1: gotcha. We'll well,
0: that's great. a that's a tr- that's a true trainer answer. He's doing both.
1: Uh right. I know both.
0: I love it. That's a great answer. I,
1: I would have picked neither, but yeah. I love that answer
2: <laughs> <laughs> in terms but of me it myself. Why? Okay, my my. Question to you is why neither.
1: <laughs> well, only oh, I'm just well, for an athlete, yeah, both. But for me personally at 32 oh, years yeah, old, yeah. I have I haven't played a sport in forever. I'm like I would rather just run.
2: <laughs> that's fine, but it comes down to strength is oh, factor sure. for age, all right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. Next question. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, so this is going to be like a personal preference question. For you, would you rather Scuba dive or sky dive, or maybe you've done both. And which one do you like better? Or maybe you've I've, done neither. Which one do you like? I've scuba
2: dived. I used to be a uh, fireman paramedic with Underwater Rescue. Okay, I can remember the first time I scuba dived, and a fish went across my face. I jumped back. Like, oh, <laughs> <you wow.
1: know?
2: laughs> it's, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, that's what's down here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Skydiving. Okay, now I'm 63 now. Okay, I'm I'm a little more sane, I guess, than I used to. But skydiving would be a blast. Okay, the freedom of of Mm -hmm. of going through—you know—scuba diving is just all you're doing is swimming under a pool. Okay, but when you're skydiving, man, you got that speed and that coming through, and just hope your chute opens. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Oh, it's a splat. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh my God. Yeah, I went skydiving for the first time on my birthday this past e- last year and oh it was so fun it was so fun i can't i don't know if i can convince josh to ever do it
0: uh you Maybe cannot ever-
1: <laughs> yeah
2: jumping out of a perfectly good airplane is not normal <laughs>
0: that's what i'm saying I'll keep, I'll keep my i'll keep my feet on the ground trying to do those 300 uh, push-ups and burpees <laughs>
1: there you go yeah
0: very I cool like great
1: um and so the last question is I ask all of our guests this question. It's called I call it your life song. So if you could pick a song that just kind of if you think of a song and you're like, yep, that's me in my life or that's in the moment that the, you know, the time I'm in now, you know, at this point in my life, I just call it your life song. What would be your life song if you could think of something?
2: Um that, yeah, see, you know, now the brain's not working, but there's been so many songs and and yeah. over the years, okay? And then yeah. On, on my Compex video where we have three world record holders and then Jason Lezak won the gold medal by 8100, it's a song on there a friend of mine wrote. And the words to it will always be because it's talking about perseverance. All right? And, and, and keeping marching. Jason Lezak at 32 years old, we were just trying to make the freaking Olympic team okay, and swim it. And then we got introduced to neuromuscular electrical stem, and at 32, eight one-hundredths of a second changed two people's lives forever. He won that gold, swam the fastest time in the history of the world at 32, won the gold. Michael Phelps wins eight gold. How much money do you think Michael Phelps just made on endorsements on eight gold medals? A lot. Okay, probably close to 500 million. Jason... Okay, Olympic swimmers don't make crap in America, $3,500 a month being on the Olympic team. Wow. Okay, great. And then you got to take taxes out. So they're not doing it for the money. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That eight one-hundredths of a second changed his life forever. He's living in a million-dollar enclave. Okay. And I tell people, would you train eight years with me for eight one-hundredths of a second? Mm -hmm. And it changed his life. Okay, no. and, and I take athletes to that level. We, we have the science behind physiology-wise. Okay, I don't want to get into that because it will confuse everybody, but buffering lactic acid, all scientific stuff. I have a machine that clears lactic acid in six minutes and then recruits every muscle fiber in the human body all fast which and you sit on your butt to do it. Okay, but the, the, the Perseverance song that he wrote, if you guys can hear it, and, and that's what it is because it's been a lifelong journeys with some of these guys 10 years 18 years 12 years together wow okay and and it's not about uh strength coach athlete it's a relationship you know a family team thing and it, it, they trust you and what i'm giving i look i i pride myself on being one of the smartest guys on science i have a lot of friends and We teach this all around the the country. And if it can take it to eight one-hundredths of a second, this thing about the baseball player or the other guy doesn't rely on time, right? But they're at that physical shape that they can do that. Let the chips fall. I want athletes, okay? And I want the strongest athletes on the planet. They all want to be faster, stronger, quicker, okay? So there's only certain ways to do that when you do it with all of them. And then I have a real high criteria of what strength is and all that stuff. And then go, go for it, guys, girls, just go do your thing. And then they're prepared because I tell them that this age, you only have one shot. Okay. Here's a guy, 32 years old. In that same Olympics, there was a 42 year old female, um, Dara Torres. Mm -hmm. She saw what we were doing with the blood flow. And this has been in Europe for 40 years. So I started helping her and her training staff, and we went through all the Olympics. And then she goes to the Beijing at 42 years old, wins three silver medals, and misses a gold by one one-hundredth of a second. Mm. Wow. Okay? Mm. One one-hundredth. In fact, Lizak got inducted in the World Hall of Fame last year, and she was the MC. So this, this has been 12 years since it. Okay, she's in wow. her 50s, and she was still. That gold by 1-100. Let it go, honey. Let it go. You, you know, you won 12 medals. So it's nah. <laughs> okay. But that basically is what it's about, the song.
0: Yeah, yeah. For Sorry
2: sure. for the dissertation.
0: No, no. no that
1: was good. <laughs> that's good.
0: That's why, that, that's why that question is so good. People pick a song and they yeah. have specific reasons. So we love hearing what the purpose and the reason for that yeah. song was. So, well, hey, man, you survived the warm-up question. So well done. Now we get to the... Now we get to the real stuff. So, I'd like to start <laughs> off every all of our guests with the same question. And that's, um, and you did it a little bit, but can you explain your athletic and your coaching background and basically how you got to the point where where you're at now?
2: Holy crap. I'm 63, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> in high school, um, I was the only athlete in my class that started on the football team both ways. We only had one, started on the point guard of the basketball team. And then starting second baseman for the um, baseball. So I played all three sports. And then in my 20s, that's when I became a Fremont firefighter and I was working in the hometown. But my training partner and I got into martial arts heavy. Hmm. My training partner for 10 years and my roommate for five was the world heavyweight kickboxing champion and retired undefeated. So we were training back then, and and now you see it's MMA go to the ground. Well, back then you had to get – you got points taken away for kicks below the waist, So you had to have a minimum of eight kicks. And we were training, you know, kicking heavy bags, 60 kicks and 60 seconds above a waist, you know, with both legs to develop the power and and generate. And if you guys want to see what power is, you know, get off of this and go to YouTube and just put in Dennis Alexio Tribute. Okay, when I got into my 30s is when I got hurt on the job, and I went back to school. I had 50 units from Stanford, graduated, and I, my life changed because of a stoplight in Los Angeles was red. And I was visiting a former athlete that won a national championship and car pulls up. Five girls pull in. This is 11 o'clock at night. Hey, you guys want to go for a drink? Well, in our hometown, a girl in a pickup truck might show up, you know, to ask you. But that 30 seconds changed my life because I ended up marrying her and going down to Orange County. And I had to start all over as a freshman at 30 years old in school. So I went to Orange Coast College, and I started training athletes. And they all thought they were going to be pro, and I laughed. You guys have no clue. We don't use weights. I don't use weights. I can scientifically break everything down and, and you get stronger doing it this way. The most powerful athletes on the planet
0: are what? I defer to Deb, the, the fitness <laughs> person.
1: Oh, no. He's already – I mean, Rick, you're already way beyond my knowledge of, course, of any gy- training. Gymnast. Stuff, so. Gymnasts
2: are the most explosive <laughs> athletes. Oh, okay,
1: okay, okay. Oh, for okay. sure, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. Don't,
2: they don't touch a weight. So the martial mm-hmm. artists are the most powerful athletes and we don't touch a weight. We ran that stupid freaking eight hundred foot mountain, you know, repeats in a half a mile. That mm-hmm. was terrible. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but but the conditioning, we were fifteen round fight. How many athletes out there can go fifteen rounds and go full bar in there? Mm-hmm. So when I yeah. started back at Orange Coast right. College training baseball players, I they never, never touched a weight and went through and then I ended up training Cal State Fullerton where that's the top kinesiology department in the country and so I was got my undergrad my graduate master's degree in exercise physiology and biomechanics but I've been applying it for you know 25 years at that point when I went back to school and understand the the physiology of what's going on you know the young kids are going uh I'm going okay that's why that worked because we were in that kind of shape and when I first started, I was lifting the weights. We never squatted, but I didn't want them to be taught by somebody who wasn't stronger than they were. OK? Mm-hmm. Now, at my strongest at 42,000-pound leg press, 22, 45-pound plates on a leg press machine, and go back to back 50 reps. Wow. That's okay. Great. And so when Lezak and Lamb, when Lezak won that gold ESAC's endurance on the leg press machine, and I don't use it anymore because we do step ups. But warm up with 450 pounds, 50 reps. The next set's 540 pounds, 40 reps. The next set's 720 pounds, 30 reps. The next wow. set's 810, 945, set of 30, set of 20, finish that all three of us in 15 minutes and go finish the rest of the workout. That's the workout. Wow. That's the condition that they're in. But that took 10 years to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was an athlete and I played, you know, softball, but the martial arts. And I try to teach everything that we do is explosive through the hips. All right. And, and there's no weights. They kick, they go through. And when that athlete has that kind of ability, you know, kick with power, snap with power, and then they learn how to transfer the kinetic energy to the end of that hand or whatever they're using the end of the foot. Right. Right. Let them go play. Okay. Yeah. I want them as quick. My female athletes taught me more at Loyola Marymount. I had no weight room. A division one school with no weight room. We worked out behind the bleachers.
1: Wow. And
2: the volleyball coach wanted me to squat the girls. And I said, well, no, because I have Matt Leinert. Okay. When he won the Heisman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: A squat, okay, versus the explosion that we do. Now, I have a machine down in Orange County that you can jump with weights with no compression of the spine. Brilliant. Mm. So I put 225 pounds on the the machine. That's a force plate. All right? So I'm getting a data for 15 seconds. He just pressed, which is what a squat is, right? The feet didn't leave the platform. The second 15 seconds, he exploded with that weight. Now, power is force times speed. And I always ask, which is the most important to somebody—the force or the speed? What is it to you? I
0: guess force. Okay, <laughs> Deborah.
1: Um, I mean, as an athlete, it would be speed. No, 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 no. No, power is just force. <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> if you're an
2: athlete or anybody else. It's force times speed.
1: So, out of force and speed, which one?
2: Yeah, this is force. more important. I
1: think okay. force. Yeah,
2: both of you. What is the formula for force?
1: Um,
2: oh, mass wow. times acceleration. Okay. okay. What's the two common denominators in the formulas? Mass times acceleration, force times speed. Um, speed is the key acceleration. element. Acceleration.
0: <laughs> right,
2: okay, ma- yeah. now, on just the two thing, on force okay. production, on the force production, Feet not leaving the platform. you only put up 560 pounds of force. As soon as he exploded, with the mm-hmm. same weight, it went to 1,200 pounds of force.
1: Wow.
2: Now, bottom line, all uh, coaches is power per second. Okay, let's just put and it's measured in watts. Now, this is a Heisman Trophy guy that won a national championship. There's no, you know, athlete that's no good. Great. Sure. Great. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's a you know he's a quarterback still. Like you know. Okay. But the power per second was thirty five hundred watts from the squat. The other way was sixty thousand watts. Oh.
1: Where,
2: where do you want your athletes to play? At the sixty thousand watts. So we're not going to squat. Yeah. My athlete that broke three world records in power output and squat thrust probably produces eighty to ninety thousand watts per second now at loyal and marymount the volleyball coach wanted me to squat the girls i said no so we put 360 pounds on the leg press machine found one down in the basement i let him rep out strongest girl got 12 reps all the way down to one i'm like holy crap this is weak
1: mm-hmm.
2: five weeks later without touching a weight in the bleachers step ups body squats and lunches the volleyball coach comes into my office not good morning they f better be stronger. I'm like, God, dude, relax, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know what was going to happen, but I've had females make guys puke all the time for the last 30 years and doing the same amount of work, okay? Oh, okay. So I put 370 pounds on the leg press machine. If they got the same amount of reps, they were stronger but not much. The girl that did one rep, he started from the weakest, did 50. Okay. Wow. Then it went, three went in the 60 rep range, then three went in the 70 rep range, and then this is where it got stupid. One girl did 80 reps, one girl did 83 reps, and one girl did 88 reps. That girl ended up playing 12 years in uh, pro beats volleyball. Now, the wow. girl that did 12 reps was six foot four. Okay, long legs. So mm-hmm. that's very difficult for a leg press.
1: Mm-hmm. She did
2: 104 reps without putting her hands on her leg. And she gained wow. four inches wow. on her vert in
0: five weeks. That's crazy. Yeah, wow, that's really crazy.
2: So there's uh, my background.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, well, first of all, I just realized wow. that I, I'm terrible at math. And so that's another reason why I'm not a trainer and a strength and conditioning coach because I can't keep up with the math of uh, everything you just said. <laughs> but um, so that's really interesting. So I imagine that when you get an athlete, so say you get, let's say you, you're working with or you're going to start working with a college athlete, right? I imagine that everything they learned in high school gets completely flipped, flipped upside down once they meet you. Is that is the mental side of that? Is that hard to break with the athlete or are they pretty receptive to? What yeah, that's a great
2: question. Okay. Now it is a great question because what I do is not the norm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And I'm working with a kid that just signed for $2.5 million out of high school left-handed pitcher with the Giants. We're going six days a week, right? I oh. put him through the first workout. <laughs> the 15 year old kid that I've been training for four months kicked his ass. Really? really? Blew wow. him away. I just told wow. the dad, I go, You guys are a long ways away. I have girls mm-hmm. right now that are just with, uh, obliterated. Okay, wow. that's from his high school strength workout. Wow. Now, the guys who have the biggest issue are the, it's not the high school kid. It's the college and pro football player, Hmm. okay? They've been ingrained to get under that heavy weights and squats and, you know, hang cleans and all that stuff. Every football player that's come in, and it started with one in college, okay? He couldn't move the next day because his legs were so sore, and then one of his buddies go, you can't be that sore without touching away. He came, he puked. Okay, and then I have an old <laughs> yak team. Okay. and the guy that broke three world records puked his first workout and he was in the NFL and he worked out with a seventeen year old kid. Wow. wow. Okay, never touched the weight. It's wow. that's, that's yep. the that's pro- the in, uh, and then it comes down to lactic acid and, and, and mm-hmm. learning that stuff and most people don't understand it but i i have a great understanding of it
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't doubt that <laughs>
2: no, not at all. Yeah. Well, well everything burns a lot because the number one thing with lactic yeah. acid is learning how to tolerate it okay right. i can make you run up that mountain and keep moving mm-hmm. or i can sit you on your legs and you just sit there they all want to sit there but it I'm going for a human spontaneous combustion to see if I can get a leg light on fire from the inside out. We'll both be yep. famous. Yep.
1: You'll
0: know, yep. the there, there we go.
1: <laughs>
2: wow.
0: That, that's awesome. I love it.
1: So bad for the athlete that that happens too one day. i tell you, it's,
0: it's, like it's going to happen eventually.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's uh, nuts. So, so you. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, here we here and it starts. Josh and I cut each other off all the time. That's so right. you have you have your own uh, training business right
2: now. I've always really? had,
1: yeah, always. And then and I
2: I teach neuromuscular electrical yeah. stem around America. Okay, I do a lot of things. And I'm working with two wow. stroke patients right now, and we've activated yeah. more muscle fibers in five days than three years of rehab. Okay, wow. NMES is not taught in America, so yeah, training is my thing. But right. I teach doctors and. You know, and around America, how yeah. to use a neural device. Then that machine is what is giving us the final, uh, I guess, advantage. When Lizak wins that goal by eight, we know we can clear lactic acid in six minutes so he can lay down and not waste any energy swimming and trying to bring the lactate measurements down. When he can go lay down, not waste anything, and be flush and clear mm-hmm. and ready to go. Okay. Yeah. And hours of Trying to wait for it to come out. So there's a lot yeah. of science behind it when you get, when I get to that level with those kids, you know, we have to. Okay. Now the young yeah. ones just got to get through the workouts and learn all that stuff. And it was like this 18 year old kid, I told him, look, kid, I want you to be the smartest baseball player on the planet. So when that strength coach comes up and tells you to do something, you go, no, I'm doing
0: this, this, and this because of this. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's- yeah. That's good. That's interesting. So, so obviously my, my, the question I asked earlier was, uh, what is it like when you get an athlete that's learned all, like you said, a college athlete that's learned all this stuff. And then you kind of have to teach them, um, the way you do things. But then on the flip side of that, once they've trained with you, like you just said, and then say they go on to that professional level. So they say they get involved with a professional baseball organization, they're going to be taught something completely different. So um, do you have, and you just said like you want your athletes to basically say, no, I, this is what I do instead. Do you, does that happen often? Okay. The
2: resistance comes and the, the biggest thing was in the college football players. And after they're, they're going through it, they're going, why have we been ingrained with the other crap? Hmm. Okay. And I go, it's not my issue, but my biggest compliment to me is every one of those athletes that are on. they're teaching the exact same thing. Okay, the the strength side of it, just think of it on on strength, okay? You put 200 pounds on a squat rack, right? And you do 20 reps. That's not going to happen. That's a 4,000-pound workload with two legs and a slow movement. Let's say the guy weighs 200 pounds. He does 20 step-ups with the right, 20 with the left. He just did a 4,000-pound workload with his right leg and a 4,000-pound workload with his left leg in a plyometric explosion in – get quad strength, hip flexor strength, running form, and he just doubled the amount of work lifted in a functional movement. Now, that's the first set. Let's talk 100 sets and see where they're at. Hmm. That's why the athletes get stronger because they're using individual legs. When the girls – when the females did that – now, I've had females kick the crap out of guys the whole way. And then I just had last year – Trevor's sister won the women's strength award at USC first freshman in USC history to win the women's strength award. She's never touched the weight. So last summer we were training and we had a college football player. Now the step ups by the leg routines, brutal. Okay. Doing 10 kicks their butt. So I let her pick. She had a college, you know, running back. And she goes, let's do sets of 25. I was going to go 15. Right. You should have seen the expression on that guy's face when she said 25. He's like, <laughs> are you kidding me? She lapped him. Wow. That's incredible. Lapped him. And then I put him in uh, the other mode where they got to suffer with lactic acid. And they're both sitting there. And I go, hey, dude, you just got your ass handed to you by a 19-year-old female. And you're 20 and a college football player. And he goes, Well, you trained her. I go, Don't go that route. <laughs> <laughs> then she looked him dead in the eye and said, At least he's made it farther than any other guy this year. And he just buried his head.
1: Oh my um, gosh. So what is crazy. that that award that you said? What is it? The strength of, what what is that? She won the award? women's
2: women's strength award for USC what? women's what? crew.
1: Okay. And then just like, just for our audience and for me too, what, what does the strength, what does that consist of? Like I'm sure it's
2: their lifting issues and going through. Okay. okay. And then she went back and broke every erg record on women's crew.
0: Obliterated
2: it. Okay. The the endurance and and all that kind of stuff. And females, females, there's a misomer that you can't become strong. In, in the hunting world, okay, you got lions. Guess who does the hunting? The females. The female. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So they're out, busting. men. I've had females destroy, and I mm-hmm. mean destroy men, wow. in doing a strength workout. Wow. So that's why this works very well with all athletes. Now, being in SAC, I, I know it's fundamental. And So I'm working with babies as I call them, you know, anything 16 down and I'm just helping them to get involved because they just moved back home and we've been going three and a half months and I had them all put their uh, legs in the air on their back. And so that I could see their quad development and here's Mm. eighth grade kids with quad development. It's like, okay, it works. All right. Yeah. And it's all done in a safe motion. Every one of my athletes wish they would have started when they were babies. Mm. Mm. Wow. Quicker, quicker, stronger, faster. And and it's... Right. It's Okay, I've been fortunate. Five world record holders, 25 Olympic medals. Okay, you know, greatest swim in Olympic history. Numerous championships, national championships. I got umpteen rings. My... Proudest stat to me is I had an NBA guy 10 years, an MLB guy we trained 18 years, and an Olympic swimmer 12 years. Not once in their career did they go on the disabled list. I'm more proud of that stat than anything else because you think a baseball player plays 162 games in 180 days. NBA guys playing 82 games in, you know, what, 100 days or whatever it is, and not once in any part of their career than they ever get hurt. I'm more proud of that stat because that means it, and and when you start when they're babies, they're just gonna be that much stronger when they get to high school. Cause here's a 15-year-old kid destroying a two million dollar athlete. Yeah. Wow. Right? right.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Um yeah. and bear with me, obviously, when it comes to training and strength, I, I usually just dev but-
2: hey, what you do, dude. I love
0: your quotes <laughs> because that's the
2: mental yeah. side of things. Perfect. And that's number one. Number one issue is I got to
0: work on their mental through the physical.
1: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Which
0: I, I have a question about that later. But um, So when it comes to – so obviously like we'll talk, let's talk like NFL, right? The college kid gets drafted or they, they go to the NFL combine. Um, how does that – I guess how does that translate from what you do to the NFL combine or is it just they can hop under the bench and start benching and just bang it out or is there like a weird mental shift that they have to make? Okay. That makes sense. They don't
2: usually going to do what they've been trained to do. Yeah. Okay. The running back, the first guy, the running back, um, that went through the training program and we probably spent eight months together. So he goes off to college and he calls me up and goes, Hey, I got kicked out of the weight room. I go, what for, for doing your stuff? I said, you can't do that. You 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 can't do that. You've got to do what the team does, no matter what it is. So the head strength coach, I mean, the head football coach told the strength coach to max everybody out on the bench, the squat, to 40 time in the short shuttle. Okay? Mm -hmm. It backfired. The guy weighed 195 and squatted 500 pounds three times. He was strongest on that. He was number one in the 40, number one on the short shuttle, and number two on the bench. The guy that beat him on the bench weighed 330. Wow. Wow. Okay, That's so the, the head coach goes, find out what that kid's doing and put all those guys on there. Mm. Got wow. uh, okay, and, and it's about power. And most of the guys, I just had a 15-year-old kid at the place tell me I didn't know what I was talking about. I'm a kid. I'm smarter than you. squat. I said, squat don't produce power. And he just went off, and we were laughing.
0: Kid, if you only knew.
2: You know, he wouldn't even let me explain. But with, wow. with those other athletes, they see that the power that comes from generated from the, the football players. So the, the guy that benched 225, 30 times, he got out of his car, 6'4", 245, and had veins coming off his stomach. I'm like, really? And then watched his arms collapse. My neighbor go, who's the dude moaning over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing girls' push-ups.
1: oh my gosh wow that's okay Um, but teenagers know everything though oh I know
2: (laughs) well so do the college football players and the pro football players and the guy they fought me the most and the one guy that fought me was Keenan Briggs triple jumper and he fought me and fought me and fought me and then he went and we used the compacts and he went up to a 41 inch vert and two in uh United States athletic track triple jump championships. And then I had the guy break the world record on the vertical jump. When we started with him, he's a pro beats volleyball player, 33 inch two foot, which is nothing. And a year later he went 48 inches off one foot, landing on top four wow. feet. Wow. Okay. And then wow. I had the guy break the world squat thrust record. Uh, Adrian Peterson produces 3,800 pounds of force, most in the NFL. Dave, the wow. 205 produced 4,700 pounds of force. Hmm. Wow, I know crazy. all
1: these all these numbers. I need, It makes me want to go out and start doing some sprints and some box jumps right now.
2: Right, it's <laughs> so well, really lazy it's, right it's now. Not just, that's just the <laughs> results. Know. And then last yeah. year, I had a 15 year old kid, high school kid, going through it, and they took him in the squat. Right, he hasn't got it. 550. Wow, he broke the squat crazy. record for the school, and we didn't oh. squat.
0: Wow. Wow. That's incredible.
2: That, that strength is there, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, and based um, on everything you're saying, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, I mean, a big part of this is mental toughness, right? Like the athlete's mm-hmm. got to be mentally strong to keep pushing through these, these things that you're throwing at them. So in your opinion, how important, how crucial is mental toughness for a, a young athlete to develop? Okay, let's quantify what do you call
2: a young athlete? I know my 30
0: year olds are young to me. Okay. So <laughs> let's, say, let's say so our, our primary audience is high school athletes and coaches. So let's say the high school level.
2: Okay, these young kids are in high school and the 12 year olds, and here's a perfect example. Some 16-year-old just joined the group and came in and told me he lifted weights. I said, okay, well, we don't lift weights. And they went through the leg cycle, and the 12-year-olds are sitting out there waiting for the next cycle, all of them, every single one of them. And this guy, it took him forever, and I finally had to stop him because he couldn't finish. Mm-hmm. And so wow. I told the other kids, I said, you remember your first workout? Yes. Now, look where you're at right now. You just destroyed a guy that lifts weights in high school. And wow. that, that okay, they they're just gonna get better and better and better at it because they started at a younger and younger age of doing this with no, it's all function. Okay, and it makes the athlete much, much, much better. When I'm seeing muscle development on young kids, it's like, wow, they're not touching a weight, and here it is, and 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 then it comes down to DNA, right? Mm-hmm right okay can't take a donkey and turn it into a thoroughbred you can have a fast donkey all right but he's not going to beat the worst thoroughbred and with teams i want all my you know my donkeys to be the fastest and everything else and when you do it with teams because they all suffer together but they all win together and when they start winning more people get to be involved with it but they. The, the mental side of this is they, they learn to fight through it. I take them to failure every time. Hmm. Okay? They're, they're, they, they have to embrace it. And they, right. and they do. After a while, I mean, the 12-year-olds are burning and the high school kids are screaming. And the 12-year-olds hmm. are just sitting there. la die. da Okay? Yeah. But, <laughs> but you all know sport is 90% mental. Okay? Hmm. If you don't have the mental capacity, especially in baseball, there's only a few 300 hitters. So they're basically everybody's failing 80% of the time. If you can't deal with right. failure, you're not going to be there. And and all the college coaches and that I know they don't care how you deal with success. All right. I got a phone call up here. There's a kid that they're USC pitching coach. And I go, you guys are seriously after this kid. Cause I don't know how they play yet. I haven't seen him. Um, but if, the USC pitching coach is calling me with only 11.7 scholarships. He's not calling me to find out, you know, he, he can play. His question was to me, what's he like with you on the field? They know what I do. And if I go dog, click. Hmm. Okay, yeah. they're not, I'm not going to lie to them because they're, they're, wasting, they're putting a lot of money into them. And so when I see these kids, you know, busting their ass in the mental side of it, they want to know how they deal with the duress. What's he do when he, you put him under that? And that's what they want to see. They want to see how you deal. But the longer you do it, the easier it gets for you because it's the norm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yep. That's exactly what I try to preach to my athletes. I'm like, the more you do it, your body adapts, and then you get stronger. It's not going to be as hard.
2: <laughs> that's <Yeah>. why I <laughs> push as far hey, I want three sets of 30. If I can get three sets of 20, I'm happy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then when they
2: get to the three sets of 30 i add a 40 pound vest to their body
1: mm-hmm.
2: now go through it go.
1: Yep. wow oh yeah Yep. man that's
0: good it's crazy um hey. sorry do you have a question deb
1: oh no go ahead well yes i, thought, I have many questions but okay
0: i'm gonna change gears a little bit go ahead. so obviously yeah. we go through this list of uh professional athletes i mean everywhere jason lezak dara torres mm-hmm. matt leinhardt uh phil neven or Nevin, Mark Kotze, Sean Green. I mean, all these, all these names, and the list goes on and on. What's that, as a trainer, what's that feeling like when you first see them on TV getting ready to make their professional debut, whatever sport they play? That's got to be a crazy feeling for you, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's, it, that one's a tough one, because I, I get
2: emotional about that. That's yeah. Because I can truly say, that okay, Sean Green got drafted right out of high school. Okay, yep. so he could play the game. But I had an involvement in their development. Um, the first time when Matt Leinart, okay, him and I had been together for five years, and then when he was at USC, and I was watching on TV the at the uh, Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Okay, there's five guys sitting up there, and he wins it. I mean, I had tears coming down my eyes because I know how hard that is to do. Sure. Okay. I know what he put his life. I mean, how hard he had to train to get there. And I called just to leave a message on it and he picked it up and answered it. And then when they came back, his dad goes, you're the only guy he picked it up for. When Lee Zach, when Lee Zach was ranked in 2004, he was ranked number one in the world, fastest time in the world, and he paced himself in the Olympics and didn't make it back for the finals. That was the first time in the history of the Olympics that the United States didn't have a guy in the 100-meter freestyle final. So he had to live with that. Okay, four years later at 32 years old, here we go, and his training partner for 12, my longest client, they worked out together, Lamb, played Major League Baseball. I didn't get to see it. And I get a phone call from Mike Lamb. He goes, and he's screaming. Okay, I knew he was on the East Coast. Did you see that? Did you see that? See what? Lezak was behind the world record holder with fifty meters to go and caught him in one. And I didn't get to see it oh. until eleven o'clock that night. But when he came back and he beat that, touched out the world record by eight one hundredths of a second. His reaction time off the block, now it's a relay start, so it's an anticipatory start, was four one-hundredths. Point zero-zero is false start. So we're talking 12 one hundredths of a second. If he said, you know, two-tenths, blink your eyes, that's two-tenths of a second, he loses. Yeah. Wow. Okay, wow. that's the second time that, you know, it, it, it changed his life, and I was a part of that, okay, the greatest race in Olympic history and teaching him what to do. No, it comes down to the athlete, all right? Here we go, DNA, but DNA needs to be nurtured, all right? And so you can be the best that you want, but if you don't train it and and take advantage of it, that's why it's a combination of knowledge and very gifted, dedicated, mentally, and I mean mentally strong athletes, okay? And there's the performance, and there it goes. Winning the championship at Loyola Marymount, I had no weight room. The athletic director comes up and goes, "Hey, check this out." I go, "What's that?" It's called the commissioners kept this beautiful big crystal trophy. I go, "What is that?" Well, that's the best athletic department in the West Coast Conference, both male and female combined. The highest award that a team can win. I had no weight room.
0: Wow, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that's (laughs) wild. And, you know, I got yeah. a guy in the 2020 going. I've, I've had athletes win medals in 96, 2000, 04, a bunch of world records, 2012. Lizak, we went four more years together at 36, won a gold in 2012 Olympics, okay? In 2020, I've been training this kid on the water polo team. And when they got canceled, and he FaceTimes me the workouts when I'm training other guys. If he goes to 2021 and there's no Olympics, that's six years of hard ass training down the tubes. Mm. Wow. That's a bummer. It's, in, it's
0: crazy.
1: It's interesting just, you know, how you said earlier, like you, you go against the norm with, right. you know, just not weight training because any, at, these days, any college athlete you talk to, they are in the weight room. I know. And, right. It's great. No. Yeah. And so like, it's not enough and it's not that it's a, good or bad thing but it's interesting it's a bad and it's, thing. you're well the <laughs> it's a bad thing to live well like there are benefits i i get it but with no there are no sport.
2: benefits from there, <laughs> and there's none okay and here's a perfect example the 18 year old kid squatted okay. in high and you know with the football team and everything else okay. now the giants are going to put two and a half million into them guess what okay. they did yeah. MRI of his shoulder, MRI of his elbow, mm. MRI of his neck, MRI of wow. his spine. They found spots on his spine from squatting. Wow. The father goes, look what they're looking at.
1: Wow.
2: I go, yeah, they're not, okay, mm. that's the, here's an Wait. 18-year-old kid that's doing that, and it's already affecting his body. When wow. you can do it more, I call it, it's uneducation, okay, yes. that they don't, Look, I'm speaking. And I'm speaking real low. Uh, not on the science side. There's not a strength coach in the world can dispute the science behind what I'm telling them. Yeah, I have well, it on the chart right. with liner Right. I, in fact, okay, here's thirty-five hundred watts or fifty thousand. I'd said to the coaches, "Where do you want your athletes?" This guy, by the way, won the Heisman. Wow. And I've had two Golden Spikes Award winners, which are the Heisman Trophies of college baseball. Mm -hmm. And none of them touched the weight.
1: Right. Well, I definitely definitely agree. Like, education is super important about it because times are changing. Things change. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, just with the spine thing, with, like, the weight compression, things are – like, the more information and the more science, like, evidence there is out there and the more – Coaches and athletes and just people in general can be educated about that. You know, the better because.
2: But the, but that's not role. gonna. It's not gonna change in in that in the college and the pro. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that the right. parent the parent was worried that the San Francisco Giants, okay, the strength coach wouldn't approve, so looked him up. He's got a bachelor's degree from UC Santa Barbara, and he did an internship with a football. He was in the minor leagues. Now you're going to listen to that. Mm. If I if I start talking to science, that's like talking to a kindergarten. Mm. Okay, he has no clue, but that's even dark. It's not a matter of what they know. They call him a sports scientist. I laugh. Okay, but the major league baseball players don't listen to their strength coach. None of them do. I get phone calls for 30 years from the head strength coach. In fact, with David Fletcher, the guy who started six different positions for the Angels, the guy from the Angels called me. And I told him about the the compacts, the neuromuscular stem, what we can do during the season, maintain genetic strength without touching a weight. He flew me out to Houston to teach his whole staff. Okay, this is the professional strength coach for the Angels. Wow. And... The manager got fired. The new manager came from the Cubs. He brings his own guy over. They're there a couple years, but they, they don't – there's no yeah. science behind. And the big, heavy strength coaches are the big, heavy dudes in there that that's all they squat. And every yeah. football player that comes through is right. blown away. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. And I mean blown away Yeah. because we didn't touch a weight and they got lit up on their first workout.
1: Wow that's crazy. Well, yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. We, uh, man, we, we always try to be respectful of our guests time. So we definitely, like, like I said before, and I've said a couple of times, we definitely appreciate you taking some time to speak with us. So the last question we have for you is the one we like to end all of our guests with. Um, and, and we feel like it's, you know, you, you gave us a lot of great knowledge, but we feel like this is probably one of the most important questions we can ask, um, for you, what is character and why is it so important for athletes and coaches? <laughs>
2: To me, that's the number one thing that an athlete can have. You've got to have character. You've got to be respectful, okay? You've got to, you know, it takes a village of people to to get an athlete to someplace. And there's a lot of people sacrificing for that individual, whatever that may be. And you've, you've got to, you know, acknowledge them and acknowledge and be respectful to everybody around and then go for it. Because when you disrespect people, it's like, come on, I, I hate it. And unfortunately, all my black athletes, when that came out, I, I reached out to them and I said, please tell me that you haven't had it, you know, the racism against them. And these guys are the greatest individuals, human beings. And then their people are going at them. And these guys are helping people, you know, move on and, and go through. Uh, our country's messed up, and, and there's got to be more respect. I demanded, okay? I mean, there's I, – I jumped – the kid's there. They're supposed to be a family, but not one kid rooted on another kid that was struggling. I go, that's all selfishness, okay? You guys are thinking about yourself, but your teammates suffering. In the fire department, if my teammate doesn't have my back, I die. OK, so I, I, I think that, the, you know, the treating other individuals and just like you said, it's not what you say, it's what you do. All right. Uh, you know, the, the actions and I, like I had a kid come up to me the other day and he told me that he was using all this stuff. And I said, well, your body's telling me it's something different. So don't lie to me. Just tell me the truth. OK, it's, that way I can make a better decision on, on this, you know, neuromuscular stuff. But for the most part. I have, in 40 years of doing this, every one of my athletes that I've come across have been some of the greatest individuals, okay? And they reach out and help other people. Um, We have to help other people. I'm helping stroke victims with neuromuscular electrical stamina. I would never charge them a dime. I wouldn't, you know, it's the right thing to do because I have knowledge that nobody else has here. And I'm not going to make people pay for that. You know, especially on on that end of it, and, and with athletes, I have trained many athletes for free because they had no money. But I knew that they had the potential to to go on, and they were good. I wasn't going to let that. And look, I've had a lot of kids go on and do some incredible things, and it all comes back because on Father's Day, I got twelve texts and Happy Father's Day from twelve different athletes.
0: Wow. They're still in
2: my life. You know, they call me Papa and they're, they're on the Instagram. I'm watching these guys help people. It's their passion. They saw it. I helped them and they learned and they're teaching the same stuff because they know that the science is behind that. They saw what they did. When you break a world record, you can help somebody else try to break a world record. And, that, and it might be just a personal record. You know, we're all striving to get better and better. And that's, you know, the next thing you know, you're nine inches on your vert, right? And you're going through and you look back. But for the most part, guys, the character and what that individual is about, I will not work with an athlete. I don't care how much money they pay me if that athlete's an ass. Okay? I, I don't okay. care. <laughs> I, you know, my life's too short. I want to be with people that are helping other people and be happy and are humble, you know, and, and go through. That's why I love what you guys write, because that's what it is. I've been doing this a long time. And, you know, I got athletes that are 50 years old. I hate to say that, you
1: know, <laughs> when they start their
2: <laughs> they're 20. but they're all wow. great people. Yeah. And, and that's what life is about. So mm-hmm. when I moved back home, Finally, in, in January in Dixon, I, you because know, we thought I had to be down in Southern California. I got 30 years down there and, you know, well known. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, honey, I'm staying home. I'll, I'll meet people up here. You know, the, the guy from the Giants, they sought me out. So there's my first pro in Northern California. and Awesome. Happens wow. to be a good one because the last kid I got out of high school made $107 million in wow.
1: his career. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, That's
2: is great. It can happen. And yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. And, yeah, and going through. I just want to help the NorCal kids yeah. with my knowledge. Okay.
0: Awesome.
2: And yeah. the knowledge that I have is pretty extensive. And, and if I talk, I'm teaching doctors how to do neuromuscular electrical STEM. We're talking at the <laughs> physiological level. Okay. And they can help every human in the world. It's been in Europe for 45 years. And when I went to France and Switzerland, I was like, you can like clearing lactic acid in six minutes. Where in the heck can you do that? Or recruit every muscle fiber in the human body and not put a load on. You can sit in a chair. Wow. Yeah.
1: Very that's incredible. cutting edge technology stuff. Thank you so much for being yeah. on here. We really appreciate you.
0: Yeah, we do, for sure. Um, so we want to make sure that if anybody's listening to this, that they can get connected to you. So where can they follow you on social media? I don't know if you have a website, all that stuff. No, nah, they-
2: the Instagram,
0: you know, Instagram. Stassi training. Stassi, yeah. at Stassi training. Okay, perfect. So if you guys are interested, um, in getting connected with coach Rick Stassi, definitely check out his Instagram page and, uh, and reach out, reach out to him. And, and if you have questions, definitely ask him because he's, a um, you're full of knowledge and passion. Yeah. That's, those two things are very clear. So yeah. <laughs> we yeah. appreciate it. Deb, where can they follow us?
1: That's great. You guys can follow us on Twitter at Sports Character. We're on Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, LinkedIn, and um, YouTube. Am I missing anything? I think that's nope, it.
0: That, that's it. We got <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. A lot to remember.
0: Cool.
1: I so, know. <laughs> Coach Rick
0: Stassi, man. Thank you so much. We appreciate you.
1: Thank you, Rick.
0: Thank you.